lock it down now. We're gonna lock it down right now. So we're gonna lock it down now. 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 House parties. House parties. House parties. House parties. Yeah, did you get your daily scolding from Gina Raimondo today? <laughs> I felt like, you know, it's kind of funny. She kind of reminds me of my elementary school principal. She kind of looks like her. And so, like, that scolding kind of oh, made totally. it. Oh, totally. It was like a little bit of PTSD. You know, I could kind of feel it deep down inside of me. Yeah. It really Matt Tremblay to the principal's office. Oh, Matt my Tremblay goodness. Matt Tremblay to the principal's office. That was a, a very common calling. But most of the time, it wasn't in school, at least uh, in high school. So, right, right. They called me for nothing. But... Today, uh, today the governor announced some new restrictions in the state of Rhode Island. Um, you know, we'll, we'll touch on the highlights here. Uh, no social gatherings larger than ten people effective immediately. She wants you to wear your masks in between bites at restaurants. Down from fifteen. Down from fifteen to <laughs> she, ten. From fifteen to ten. From fifteen to ten. As if it wasn't bad enough already, people. Yeah. So now we can have no more than ten people in a social gathering. <laughs> Um, and she went on to list what we'll, we'll cover and, that. What she and covers if you, as if your, social. Gatherings. If your family has eleven in it, you have to kick one out of the house. So I don't know who right. who the you know the black sheep of the family is, but you got to kick them out. Sorry. If you have twelve, you got to kick two out, two Sorry. out of the house. Sorry, Sorry. you're homeless. Thousand bucks for a shed at Home Depot right now. They'll be fine out there. Yeah. You're good. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, <laughs> we're gonna jump right in. This is the this is these are some of the highlights from Governor Gina Raimondo's press com- conference. I'm sorry, Supreme Leader. Uh, Gina Raimondo's <laughs> press conference this, uh, this afternoon. All right, here we go. Write down on a piece of paper right now the 10 or 15 people that you absolutely have to be near. Right now. Right and now. she meant right now. Get out the pen, <laughs> get out the paper, and write those 15 people right now. And by the way, 10 or 15 is in the high end. <laughs> it should be your family, your couple of coworkers. I don't know who else, maybe a doctor. Am I the only one that feels patronized? Commit that you're only going to see those people for the next couple of weeks. Commit that you're going to wear your mask all the time, everywhere, except when you're with the people who you live with. If you want to save lives, if you want to help people keep their jobs, then that's what we all need to do. Keep their jobs. So she's saying if you don't do this, you're killing people and you're the one, not her. You're the one making them lose their jobs. I mean, come on. Could you be... Come on, man. Could you be any crazier? People are pleading for their jobs. They're asking her, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And she is obviously going Please, Gov. Please, Gov. Governor, I need my job. I can't feed my kids. Governor, I'm desperate to visit my loved one in a nursing home. Governor, I cannot get enough staff in a healthcare institution. The answer to all of that suffering, which is happening in every neighborhood is in Rhode Island right now, is for us to follow the rules, to follow the new rules, the new rules of very limited social networks and constant mask wearing, and getting rid of any activity that's not essential. Okay, I mean, slap that mask on and start obeying and stay or you will home. not feed your children. Do you understand me? 
You don't want to be responsible for kids not eating, right? I mean, you better wear your mask. I and mean, you better stay home. This type of stuff. I mean, when I was talking earlier, like this is tyranny. Like this is tyranny. We just went over the numbers for you. There isn't a risk out there, and if there is a risk, it's with the underlying and the elderly, and we need to take care of those people. And we will, as Americans, we will. Man, I could blowing my mind here, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get fired up. I do too. I get too. fired I, I, up when I hear this insane. lady. It's insane. Ah, uh, yeah. So we'll try to we'll try to keep it light, but we might start getting real riled up here. <laughs> <laughs> so in this part, she um she says something that's hilarious. Uh, at one oh, this is like a ten second clip, but she says she literally says that COVID is spreading more through virtual school. <laughs> than in actual school like you know when your kids are home like looking at their computer like by themselves in a room but they are actually spreading covid and murdering people i don't know if you guys realize that but they are and i have a 13 year old that that is a 13 year old murderer no no i have a 13 year old daughter doing virtual schooling and i just have a really hard time understanding where she's catching covid between her bedroom and our dining room table it's about 27 linear feet uh, for those that don't know, COVID actually evolved. It went from regular spit to airborne, and now it's actually in the uh, the waves of like the light on your computer screen. Oh, it can okay. it can jump through time. <laughs> I mean, this is like Back to the Future stuff now. It's unreal. These Chinese I mean, are, are way ahead of us technologically. Way ahead of us. So. I mean, I mean, I think by now we can all say it was a man-made virus. You know what I mean? Was doing stuff like that. But anyway. Also, I worry greatly about the impact on the spread of COVID by going to virtual school, because the rate of spread in the virtual is higher than in person. <laughs> like, did you hear what? that? How does that make any did sense? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I mean... Well, I don't think my internet's fast enough to transmit COVID. I'm not 100% sure, but... And, and I, I use Mac, and Mac's, you're not supposed to get viruses on Mac, right? Does anyone else want to hear that again? I want to hear that again. <laughs> I want to hear it again. I wonder if later she was like, what did I say? What did like, I say? what? I mean, unless, dude, Matt, but she said it with such confidence. Like, it was like, that's what she meant to say. So I'm going to play that one more time. I have to. Go ahead. Listen up. Let's do it. Also, I worry greatly about the impact on the spread of COVID by going to virtual school because the rate of spread in the virtual is higher than in person. <laughs> What are you talking about? It just gets about? better every time. Can we hear it again? No, I'm oh, kidding. Let's I, move on. <laughs> it's so hard to get it right at nine minutes and 22 seconds. She's basically saying, like, if you're at work, it's okay. COVID doesn't spread. But if you're at home with people, it spreads. And, like, she's talking about structure. I mean, she literally sounds like someone from the Communist Party of China, like, it's telling scary. you to get in this line. This is literally scary. Yeah, this is, like, odd. And that is because we know structured environments is the name of the game right now. Unstructured gatherings is the huge problem. Structured gatherings, structured schools, structured workplaces, you know, structured worship where folks are, you know, wearing a mask, you know where people are. That is what we have to get to. And so not only do children suffer when they're out of school, it's highly likely that letting school out at this point would exacerbate our COVID problems. So those are the three principles. As targeted as possible, as long as possible. Limited, limited effects on commerce, as long as possible. 
keep our kids in school. Locked down as long as possible. Commerce, they, they want to keep this going as long as possible. It is crazy. It's funny that, uh, you know, in other clips that we're going to play, she keeps saying two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Guess what is not going to be happening in two weeks? And she just told us how to, like, worship. She's like, worship structured. Do not tell me how to worship. Do not. Do not. Do, do not, not ever say that again, Absolutely Gina. Not. I mean, <laughs> All right, so here we go. I think we're only like 30 Colin, seconds ahead on this. Colin's shaking over there. I can oh. see it. He's getting really worked up here. All right, so what's this one? Oh, yeah. So COVID, COVID only happens on the weekends, too. Not <laughs> only does weekends. it smart and it knows, you know, you're at home and you're not at work, it only spreads on the weekends. Well, you know, it's like it's like back in the day when you had nights and weekends were free on your cell phone. It's because... Now it all—it's all coming together. Now it makes sense because you need to have the increased bandwidth to have it transmit digitally and through the virtual school. You know what else happens on the weekends? They st- COVID does. It, I think COVID stops on the weekends because when I was looking at the data earlier, they have these large drops on the weekends. No, for the <laughs> testing, I'm not even kidding. The testing positive rates on Sunday they they plummet because they probably are literally off, like yeah, at the hospitals and at the testing they're sites. They're not testing. They're the little tests. no, they're yeah, literally yeah. probably like one person instead of like you know a bunch of people. Right, right, and right. They they so tank. Backlog of and it's like, Monday, hey, if it's Monday. that serious, you get those people working through Sunday. No, every weekend you see the data points drop on us on like Sunday. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's in the evenings and weekends is when we let our guard down. By the way, that's understandable. It's human. Of course, you want to have a birthday party for your kid. Of course, it's your friends who you have over. So you want to give them a hug. It seems strange to wear your mask in your house with your best friends. Oh, yeah. It's human. It's understandable. Yeah, I won't do that. Stop. It's a problem. It's getting us into big trouble. Also, we're heading into Why a season, a which is a wonderful season in New England. You know, we have lots of holiday celebrations coming up. We want to be able to enjoy them, which means we really have to crack down now. Crack down. So, uh, effective immediately. I'm reducing the social gathering limit from 15 to 10, and I'll be signing an executive order later today to that effect. Why does she talk so condescendingly? I'm lowering the social gathering limit from 15 to 10. To 10? Can you read my teeth? 10? And that will be happening immediately. Now! Uh, By the way, that needs to be a stable, consistent, closed circle of a maximum of 10. If you could keep it to five, that would be better. Or if you could keep it to two or one or even half a person. I mean, that'd be good too. You know, some people have a family of six people. So that's why I opted for 10 and not five. That's why. I told you earlier. I told you earlier. They literally mean like if you have 11 people in your family, you got to kick the 11th guy out. Well, what if she had 11 in her family? Then she would have stuck with 15? No, no. So so she she just said it. She said that's why I went with 10. Because she has six. Some people, some crazy people have six. I I mean. No, she has six, she said. She said, I have six, and that's why. No, she said, I some have six. So she said, she did. Okay. I, I grew up with six, but I know there's bigger families out there. I know. I just, I know it. Keep it to five, keep it to five, but the law is now 10. It's a closed circle. It does not mean you see nine people on Monday and another nine people Tuesday and another nine people Wednesday. Shrink your social network. As I said earlier, write down the names of the people you're going to see socially. And by the way, and stick to that group for the next two weeks. For the next two weeks, 
Be religious about sticking to that group of, t of 10 people who you're going to see. This is a religion now. Maximum 10. And by the way, even when you're with them, wear your mask. <laughs> For a while, we were all in a great no. discipline of kind of living in a pod. Let's get back to that. And wear your mask, even when you're with the people in that small social network. Now, I want to be crystal clear. The limit for social gatherings for 10 is for unstructured, informal social gathering. Basically, you know, parties or a version of a party. Please put up the screen. Put up the screen. Show them my list of demands. Yeah, so she has a slide of here. what social gatherings means. And she gives you, but this is not a comprehensive list. This, this is actually this is actually where we got that clip from uh, that beginning the house song. Parties. Yeah, the house yeah. parties. Lock it down. House parties. House parties, dinner parties, brunch. <laughs> That's it right there. Game night, friend gatherings, family gatherings, sleepovers. You know, and that isn't the extent of the list. But I, um, hopefully you get the point. <laughs> Birthday parties, baby showers. That's the extent of the girls list. Girls' night out. <laughs> Her list would be like a mile long. This is where the spread is happening. Well, that's why we're going to have, we're actually throwing a protest on Tuesday to oh, the lack yeah, of election right. results. It's not a party, it's a we're protest. Not, we're going to have a protest so, in my house for the, uh, we're going to protest the lack of yeah. election results on Tuesday night. So for those that don't know this trick, you just call your party a protest. Um, that's it. Our, our buddy John did it, it was great. It I was mean, an engagement protest. I don't yeah, know engagement we were, protest. It was I mean, awesome. We, we were really protesting that And that's actually where this was born, was I at don't that think, protest. I don't think we won that protest. I think they're still engaged, though. We love you, Danielle. We're just kidding. Not only, like, <laughs> not only so does mad. COVID know like the day it is, it also knows where it is. So COVID has has really evolved. So be aware. I mean, heed her warning here. What's not a social gathering? Offices, schools, buses, manufacturing operations. Basically, other dirty buses, sweaty workers at the machine shop. Where it's easier to keep a distance, where your guard is up, and where you have your mask on. So wait, I mean, has anybody ever ridden on a, a public transit bus? Colin, you've been on a ripped bus, right? I work in public transportation. <laughs> it is the most disgusting, COVID-infested place ever. I mean, like, you ever step foot on a subway? On I mean, it, I mean, in Boston, yes. In New York City, you step foot in the subway system there. The stench. You can feel I mean, the COVID disgusting. on you. How do they even sanitize that? They don't sanitize that. How do they sanitize buses? People are getting on at one stop and off at another stop. It's not being cleaned in between. People are getting off. And I've been on the buses. I've been on the Ripta buses in Rhode Island. Those seats are small. They're very packed rides going all over the state. I mean, they're probably not as busy as normal right now, obviously, because people aren't working. But like, how do you, how do you assume that a Ripta bus is safe? compared to virtual school she's saying you know she's saying that a, a ripped bus is safe but virtual schooling is not insanity no parties people no house parties um and the fact of the matter is we are just seeing too many parties and maybe you're hearing me and saying no governor it's not happening i'm here to tell you it's happening we have spent yeah, all day all night in the past couple of weeks pouring through the data and it's clear as day Birthday parties are happening. Baby showers are happening yeah. every single week. It's, All it's types showing of up in our contact tracing data. Yeah, we, we ask somebody who they were with and they tell us. I was at my girlfriend's for a baby shower. There were only 12 people. Who's giving the state this data? L look at me real quick. 
I mean, I'm looking at the camera right now for Facebook. If you're giving the state this data, stop. Just stop. Yeah, all you COVID rats out there. You get COVID, you're on your own, all right? It's like it's like going to prison, you know? You get busted with that bag, you keep your mouth shut about our parties. Nobody had a mask on, and it was just a group of friends. That's going to stop. That should not happen. For the next two weeks, please do not do those kinds of engagements. All I know is I don't see cake parties on there, so I'm good. Oh, yeah, cake parties. We're straight, dude. Let's go. I don't even drink, but whatever. I'll come to the keg party and hang out and try to turn blue people red. Piss everybody off real good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fines. Don't forget about the fines, people. $500 a person, baby. Oh, she ain't messing around. Change a change. here in contact tracing, you had a party with 23 people. We're going to find out where that was, and we're going to find the host up to $500 for every person above 10 who was at that event. Can we do the math on that right there? That's what, seven grand? Oh, yeah. That's close to seven grand. On how many? Thir uh, 13 over the 10 person limit, 6,500 6, bucks. 6,500 bucks, yeah. Dude, that is... Well, you know, when you're running a $50 million a month hospital with 300 beds, you so need money to pay So people are struggling, people are going through depression, but you invited your friends over, and now not only do you not have a job, and you not have a place to go eat and, and kind of have a laugh, but now you're 6,500 in the hole. But you, you know, you you can still go to the casino, so you should probably just go try to get that money back. Go over to, uh, what is it, Twin River over there? Yeah, and, and do me a favor, if you ever get those fines... Don't pay them and find a good lawyer. I, I mean, I I would bet there would be any constitutional lawyer in the state of Rhode Island would be more than happy to take a case when the state hands you a $6,500 yeah. fine for having people on your private property. Good luck, Gina. Don't you ever pay that fine. We had an instance a couple of weeks ago. 15 teachers went out to dinner together. As a result, they all wound up in quarantine. Are these the same teachers telling us that they couldn't go back to school? I hope not. These better have been the Republican teachers because those would have been some hypocrites. I don't want to go back to school. Virtual is fine. I like teaching in my underwear. You know, come on. Give me a break. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so, um, oh, the next one. They're going after the kids' parties. Even the little kids can't have parties, dude. Ruining these little poor no kids' lives. No sleepovers. Oh, here we go. Just yesterday, our case investigators identified a party among high school students in the east bay now just remember that they're high school students and look at what gina thinks they're doing for a party there were at least 20 people there there it is that means because a couple kids decided to have a big sleepover <laughs> So, so guys, when when we were in high school, we threw huge keg parties, bangers, like dude. bangers at houses. When Gina was in high school, she got together with her friends and she had a bang and sleepover. I mean, they might have even had like a pillow fight. I oh mean, it was God. like, that's who we're dealing with here. We are dealing with the narc, the one that never got invited to the house party. I mean. My kids love sleepovers, too. <laughs> <laughs> Gina, I hope your high school children are not having sleepovers. My kids don't make it through sleepovers unless it's at my in-laws' house. It's like oh. the only place they sleep. Which reminds me, we gotta get we gotta get those kids out of there for a weekend soon. Yeah, I hear ya. I spent all my time with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you love me so. 
think this is where she talks about the mask thing, man. Like, we're all so sick of the mask thing. Just stop. But here we go. I haven't washed my mask. Has anyone washed their mask? <laughs> my my mask. on my rear view mirror for like three months. <laughs> my mask, like, it it's looks like I wiped my ass from the with sun. it. <laughs> yeah, like. It's got, yeah, it's got like little grease stains. No, it doesn't I'm really. just, I think gross. I'm just immune from COVID because I've just been breathing it in for 10 months at this point. But I want to take a second to particularly talk to store owners and restaurants, but in particular store owners. So in a restaurant, you need to keep your mask on um, when you're talking to your server and when you're not eating or drinking. So let's <laughs> all of us remember that. And I'm, I'm asking please for restaurant owners and workers to remind your customers and to also have masks ready to hand out if folks forgot their mask. We don't want conflict, we want compliance. We want compliance. Obey. Obey. There goes the restaurant industry. I'm not going out to eat anymore if I yeah, have to no do that. Chance. Like uh, there she's just killing jobs. The job killer. I've been out I've been out to eat, I think, like five times since the COVID thing started. Oh, and, I have been out tons, tons, because I, I, I don't mean, care. I'm not I, I don't crap. care either, but it's just I don't like the restrictions and it just feels weird. And it just you know, I don't I'm I do not know. Yeah, no, I hear you. A lot of people don't like that. I mean, it does feel weird. There's it no just doubt about feels it. weird. Really so does. she goes on like after that a little bit to say like, no, like your kids can play sports, but you can't have sports spectators. Like the parents can't watch their kids have there play is, sports. There is a 0% chance that I'm leaving my children with anybody that I don't really Some person intimately you barely know. know. Yeah. There's absolutely 0% chance that I'm leaving any one of our three daughters with anybody without and, one of us and supervising. if my kids are playing sports, like, I'm trying to yell at those kids. Like, I want to be there yelling. You know, get, what are you doing out there? You know, like, get with it. What are you doing? Like you know, Kurt's I gotta dad. pass along that tradition. My dad, Kurt's dad, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, that's the whole point of my kids playing eventually is so I can yell at them. Like, obviously. You better be the best. Better. Listen, I keep saying it. Open your mouths. Stop being quiet, right? Don't be afraid to share this stuff. I mean, people aren't even liking our statuses anymore because they're afraid of being exposed now. as a Republican. Do it. We Spread the word. Right Change some minds. That's what we're doing. That's what you should be doing. We thank you guys so much for joining us. You know, pretty much every night here. Watch out for some great content this weekend. Right on, right on. Take care. House party. House party. House party. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home sweet home. God bless America, my home sweet home. Good morning and welcome to episode 5.5 of Rhode Island Reds, the podcast. My name is Matt Tremblay. And I have the voice of an angel. <laughs> we are releasing a, a podcast in the morning this morning. Why? Uh, because we couldn't fit into the episode last night. This morning we're bringing you a, an interview, an exclusive phone interview that we held with Robert Lancia, 
um, who is running for the United States Congress for the 2nd Congressional District in Rhode Island. We hope you guys enjoy. I mean, how's it going for you out there? I, I got to say, uh, we, I, I think we're killing it, uh, killing it out there. Um, the, the response, the uh, people asking for, uh, you know, signs willing to help, um, uh, you know, checking in, uh, just it's been really amazing because I believe we're going to win on November 3rd. They, uh, uh, yeah, I see your signs everywhere. They're literally on. everywhere. Yep. Yep. It's unbelievable. Really is. Had a, a major uh, member of the Latino community uh, openly endorse me on Facebook. Um, members of the African-American community uh, in Providence uh, openly endorsing me. Um, so, yes, uh, very much so. Of course, got the FOP, the state FOP endorsement. The fr- and, yep, uh, the Fraternal Order uh, of Police. Which, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny. The gentleman told me that I got over 80 votes to one vote for James Landsman. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I hope this all works out for you. I mean, hearing that is big for us because we like to get people involved. That's what we're doing here today. We're trying to get people yes. to uh, hear the voice and, you know, a voice of reason, I think, in a very unreasonable time right now. People are starting to wake up a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm pretty much seeing it everywhere. It's across the board. I think people are, they're not drinking the Kool-Aid that's being poured well, into the glasses if, if, at this if point, If I can right? chime in, I think the younger crowd, I think no, we... No, absolutely. I, I think yep, we all grew up right. in, a, in a great country, and we're starting to see that that might not be the case for our kids, and we're at that age where we're about to have kids, and we really don't want to see our country go down the toilet. I mean, we're. I think people are going to start fighting, and they're starting to realize that there are some people lying to them out there. Uh, yeah, and I got to tell you, um, you know, if, if if Mr. Biden wins, you know, uh, I really believe we're on the road to becoming the next Venezuela. And it, it frightens the dickens out of me, you know. And yeah, so, you're not alone. Say, you're well, not alone there. Yeah. Yeah. And why why are you running? I said, I'm running. I have no no vested interest. Uh, does You know, not, not to gain anything. Just want to make a difference for, you know, the kids and the grandkids out there people's kids and grandkids well <laughs> well you beat us to our first question was why you're running and that's that's the perfect response is any politician you see i think just like kind of like trump did is he said hey you know i got to do something for my country and i think that's what you're doing so we appreciate that i think a lot of americas especially with the biden story that just came out they're starting to recognize that uh, uh you mentioned it in the debate that they go in you know poor get regular please vote for they me they go in a regular joe. joe they might go in as you know they might have a million in the bank whatever but they come out with 10 20 30 40 who knows no one really knows how many millions like how do you feel about the corruption what do you think you could do for that corruption is there are there some laws that we could really push through i mean i, I honest, honestly what i believe is the number one way we could do it is term limits these people like get comfortable um and they're there for decades not you know five or ten decades i mean right right you know 40 47 years i mean Insane, you know the right? relationships these people must make so i i've made the point and i'm going to introduce my first bill and because uh this is what people are asking me when i go door to door will you put in a term limits bill i would say change the the representative to a four-year term two four-year terms for a representative two six-year terms for a senator that's it and then you go home and get on with your life because this was never meant to be a lifetime vocation. And, and this is this isn't become public service. It's now self-service. You know, we might have to open the secondary hospital, this, you know, temporary hospital, whatever it might have been for 50 million dollars. You know, we what really don't want to do that. 50 million dollars a month. Yeah, well, that's obviously <laughs> what the hell will cost? I heard that number. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> hey, can I just can I just mention quick? hundred million dollars a year I, hey, for wh- hospital. Why are we surprised? Why are we surprised that little bridge in Providence cost 22 million? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Bob, I could have, I know a guy that would have done that for a couple million. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> it's unbelievable. It really. is unreal. Uh, you know, it, and you have to you laugh, but I mean, you have to laugh cynically because I mean, it's just so outrageous. I mean, I think if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, or you laugh crazy. until you cry. So the naive people out there that say, no, they did nothing wrong. They did nothing wrong. Are we to believe that these are good people that just make bad decisions? Or do we think that these are bad people making calculated decisions? Well, I I, th- I don't know that I would say in their mind, they don't think they're uh, necessarily bad. They think they're protecting the status quo, how things need to be to keep things the way they need to run as they've always run. And when uh, Donald Trump came in and shook things up, they said, we got to, this guy needs to go. This 100%. Is, this isn't how things I, work. I would, this I would agree with you. Do. You know, I hope there's something to celebrate, you know, of course on the, on the evening of the second, but I um, mean, can you gather and, 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 no. and have a party? And they said, no, they, she I said, no. Not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll no. see how that plays no. out. Yeah, no, we're, I'm going to no. protest. I'm going to protest the lack of election results. That's what we're going to be doing. <laughs> that's right, that's we're going right. to be protesting that's the right. lack of results. So. Oh, we could we could protest lack of calamari at this party. They, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Excellent. Well, Bob, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. You know, uh, we, we wish you the best of luck in this election. We're pulling for you big time. And uh, No, thank you. And you guys, you guys are awesome. You do an awesome show. I love your humor. I love your insight. And you have both have just such a great radio uh, persona, both of you. I um, <laughs> appreciate that big time. Really le- pleasure to listen to. We have great faces for radio, too. We promise you. Can't wait to meet you in person and, and shake your hand. And thank you so much for thank your time, you. Bob. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Good Take evening. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was really cool. Um, for a first interview and a first call-in to, to get somebody who's running for the U.S. Congress, I mean, Colin and I were just kind of talking about this. I mean, it's absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we'll get Trump on like any day now. He'll be on here. <laughs> Don't worry. So we, can, we can dream, Hold tight. Right? <laughs> We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. Yeah, I'm gonna take Biden Joel to the old folks home, cause his mine don't even work no more. Gonna take Biden Joel to the old folks home, cause his Mine don't even work no more. Corn popping Cadillacs, Lady Gaga's got my back. I can't remember Jack, cause my brain is melted wax. We hold these truths to be self evident, you'll see. All men and women are crazy, you know the thing. Can't even remember nothing. I don't even know why I'm running. I can't even remember nothing. Was a bad dude. If there's no teleprompter, I begin to stutter. Blonde leg hairs in the water. Can I sniff your daughter? Challenge you to push ups. Tell the working man to shut up. Socialists are fed up. Bernie, you've been set up. Can't even remember nothing. I don't even know why I'm running. I can't even remember nothing. Yeah. Man, that's just too good. It's just too good. We had to let the whole thing play out. I know it was a two-minute intro, but genius, whoever made that. Oh, so. No, no, I probably 
best I don't. Yeah, it probably is best you don't, Joe. Jeez. Get off the stage, God. Joe. <laughs> Episode 7, it is Election Day Eve. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Episode 7. Episode Ugh. 7. What are we calling this one, Colin? Uh, we're going to call this one, Joe Biden was a bad dude. <laughs> We're going to have a, a good episode, a live one tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to be live all night tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll have results. like, you know, 11 plus people. Like I said, <laughs> we're we're never around less than 11 now since Gina's new rules. So we're going to do 11 plus people, you know, unspecified <laughs> number. We don't want to give her an exact number to find us for, you know. Yeah, no, we're trying no. to keep it 500 in the, uh, a pop, no way. Yeah, we're trying to keep it. Yeah, it's $500 admission tickets Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come. Um, but is this a Joe Biden fundraiser? Yeah, it's a Joe. That's it's probably what she's doing with the money. She's raising money for Joe Biden. She's like, here you go, Joe. Here you go, Joe. Just please make me your secretary of uh, finance. Oh my finance. god! Yeah, we talked about that the other night. So there's businesses all over the big cities boarding up. Just boarding up like the big, They're you know, the big plywood. All the windows. Why? Yeah, it barring up their windows, dude. Some of the businesses have like bought the like like professional bars like they're like used to it now where they actually invested right. in like the crazy the metal yeah, no yeah. these things are like they board it up and then they put like jail bars almost around it no so way, like yeah. it's almost impossible like they'll find a way they'll just burn it down yeah they'll all yeah. just burn your whole building down <laughs> like oh oh i can't break your window i'll just burn your whole building down like 10 story building like that's literally how they are at this point you're in MAGA country. Yeah, I'm in, there, I'm in total MAGA country. Yeah, <laughs> middle of nowhere. We were just, we were kind of laughing. We were online the other day on Facebook, and we were going back and forth and like looking at the lack of enthusiasm. Like I happen to be like, I don't know even why I did this, but I was like, I wonder how many followers Joe Biden has, like compared to Trump. It's a pretty on funny media. experiment when you do it yourself. Like, <laughs> so I go over, I go over to Biden's page, and he's got three point, I think, four million followers. Then you go to Trump, 30.6 million. And then someone else pointed out, like, his Twitter, Trump's Twitter is like 80 million compared to Joe's, like, 9 million. It's, it's not hilarious. surprising. It's really not surprising to me. If the polls are right, like, wouldn't people, like, all everyone does is go on social media. Wouldn't people, especially Democrats, how, wouldn't how do people these pollsters be operate? They call landline phone numbers. Yeah. No no cell. That's, who uh, they were saying, and no cell phones. Like, who what, what? what? Who know, has a landline? So he supported the Iran nuclear deal, which was a disaster. Anyone that looks into that, they gave him what 180 billion cash. Cash dropped off on an airplane. There's a plane full of cash to the people that hate us the most, so they can build up their uh, military to you know come fight us. Like stop, stop, come on, man. They they oversaw the rise of ISIS, guys. Do we are we forgetting this? ISIS grew like like it was crazy. It was like an infection. ISIS was all over the map in the Middle East. Like about to take over like all governments. I haven't heard the Trump word. Trump comes ISIS. in, where did, boom, you're done. Yeah, you're where, all done. Where are all those took flags? out ISIS? Where are all those people? Yeah. I has seen anyone one in a seen ISIS? Uh, like, has anyone seen ISIS like three months into Trump's administration? Like, what? Is, oh man, anyone that is, like obviously people love this that are our audience. <laughs> like, but anyone else listening? Like, I hope some people on the left listen because like, what are you thinking? All the accomplishments Trump has done. We're gonna go over some in a minute. I mean, his list is like too long to even go over no yeah we can't even get like i'm gonna try to breeze through it's like he's gotten so much done it matt's falling asleep on me matt we're on a radio show here man you got to keep this moving man help me out man help me out here now we end on a funny note. So like we were saying earlier, Tucker had this funny segment last night. I mean, obviously he had an hour long episode, but we just took one segment out of it. We really, th- we'll stop it if we want to just laugh we and talk laughing, for a minute. Yeah. But 
man, this is this is this is Joe Biden. This happened just the other day. This is Joe Biden for you. So we'll let it we'll let it roll. Well, you might think you know Joe Biden's platform pretty well by now. Not that there is a platform, but you're pretty sure he's going to pack the courts. He might ban fracking or he might not. You don't really know. In fact, you have no right to know. So just shut up and vote. He's not orange. Therefore, you're required to vote for him. At a rally in Michigan on Saturday, Biden muddied the waters for the very first time. He announced his support for something called Badakothkar. In fact, he said it's a fundamental human right. Barack and I think it's a right for people to have Badakothkar. Got that? It's a right for people to have Badakothkar. And if you don't have Badakothkar soon, Joe Biden will make sure that you do. That's his pledge to you. But giving every American isn't easy. <laughs> Joe Biden knows that. So he's going to mobilize a pressure campaign to get it done. What kind of campaign to get <laughs> Joe Biden has thought a lot about it. Here's his solution. Look, I'll do what he's unable to do. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. Joe Biden's going to do that. Donald Trump can't do that. Donald Trump can't even pronounce. <laughs> but Joe Biden can. Listen again. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. Now, if you were a closed caption Biden's writer trying to follow along, you would just brush right past it with the word unintelligible. When we're confronted with the word unintelligible, and we sincerely don't know what the hell he's talking about, we know exactly who to turn to. Our expert <laughs> on that subject, best-selling author Mark Stein. Mark Stein, thanks for joining us tonight. What does any of that mean? Do you know? Well, I do think, uh, as this is a most unusual campaign, Joe Biden has basically improvised he's campaigned at all. Uh, what happens is his staffers go to Avis Rent-A-Car and rent a bunch of uh, mid-sizes and compacts, and uh, Biden comes out and shouts at uh, seven parked cars. <laughs> has anyone seen the Biden rallies? Like... Trump's rallies, yeah, roaring people everywhere. <laughs> Biden's rallies are a, like a, a parking lot of like a few cars beeping at him. Like he'll be talking and like they're listening to it on the radio, like a drive-in theater, and they're just like beeping at him. It, it like sounds so insane. Bad. Like we're just beeping at this man. Like you can't even use your words. Like if they went out of their cars and all those people, like the few people that are there, and like started screaming Biden, like you probably wouldn't even be able to hear it. Right. Like that's how little people there it's are there. It's like pathetic. Funny. The enthusiasm through the roof. Sad. And calls it a rally. And I think what's happened is he's actually started talking motor vehicleese to them. Uh, Bada Kafka is that gauge on the uh, on the dashboard that you're never quite sure what it's for. That's the Bada Kafka. Don't go near it. Don't go near it. Uh, the whole thing is going <laughs> to uh, seize up if you if you go uh, if you go anywhere near it. But as you know, Tucker, he's behind. Uh, with black and Hispanic voters, he's underperforming, but he is overperforming uh, with uh, 1992 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> so Biden is polling really, really good with Toyota, Toyota Corollas, Corollas and minivans. 92 Toyota Corollas. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> killing it. The cars want him in. Who have actually been his biggest audience at these uh, so-called campaign appearances of him. So I think Bada Kafka is either a word in motor vehicle ease. And I agree, Trump has dropped the ball on Bada Kafka. He's completely, he's got nothing to say about Bada Kafka. Um, but I do think, I do think that this is going to be a critical issue in the campaign. 
Yeah. Well, I think you make a snarf a Karani point. You really do. It's connected <laughs> to the intake valve, obviously. Mm. Yeah. We both knew oh, that. Oh, well, who am I, uh, Tucker? No, uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> 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 I, feel, I feel mean doing mm. this. Poor guy. Oh, Why does his yeah. wife let him run? Uh, well, washing a brush up. Thank you, Mark Stein. So, yeah, just like, oh, like what's goodness. going on? Come on, our president of the United States, like our president of the United States, has to go up against China, Russia, Middle East, has to be like... And he can't form a coherent Guy has sentence. to be on his game and like, this is, this is who we want. He Matt, shut your damn phone off. Trying to run a podcast oh, over here. Jeez. Twerk. Hello, hello, good evening, and welcome to episode 8 of Rhode Island Reds, the podcast. I'm Matt Tremblay, and I'm here with my good buddy Colin Cronin, and this is our first remote, this is our first remote podcast. Long and short is, I was recently exposed to COVID-19, and uh, I'm quarantined. Yeah, thanks for ruining the podcast, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been... Is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security? There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. You know, and that segues perfectly into the next piece. Um, You know, Colin Colin worked pretty hard on this monologue and uh, came out pretty great just kind of talking about I mean, Colin, why don't you explain yeah, what, the, I mean, what the heck is I this mean, thing? Matt, Matt and I were talking about how we're going to structure the podcast a little more, and we thought about maybe doing monologues and stuff, and I started playing around and just kind of putting my thoughts down on paper, probably relative to the last week or so, a uh, week or months. It's just crazy, crazy me on This you know, is how Colin's brains, brain works. Hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. As a Republican in this time, you might be wondering, How could someone ever vote for the policies that Joe Biden would push forward? Tax increases, COVID lockdowns, no more fossil fuels, horrible trade deals, getting back into deals with Iran that would hurt Middle East peace, reverting all the Trump successes on China, creating a Green New Deal that cost hundreds of trillions of dollars and hands debt down to our grandchildren, confiscating guns from law-abiding citizens while defunding the police. The answer? Most did not vote for Biden's policies or because they liked him as a man. In fact, when asking large groups why they voted for Biden, the self-proclaimed Democrats and liberals voted from a place of pure hatred for Donald J. Trump, rather than being an advocate for Joe Biden. 
In conversation or debate, you can ask someone who leans to the left, please explain one of Biden's policies for me. I guarantee they can't. Or even better, they'll divert from the question and bring up something they hate about Trump, as they always do. You might then ask, how could someone vote out of pure hate for a man rather than for America, who, no matter how you feel about Trump, has seen significant gains putting our country in a better position, both foreign and domestic, than it ever was in 2015. The truth? Biden voters are filled with hate. They tell us that Republicans have hate in their hearts as they, the left, have spewed nothing but hate for the past four years and seemingly for years to come. They'll publicly call you a racist, even if they know it is a false claim or don't know you at all. They'll call you a fascist as they force their beliefs upon you with physical force, as a true fascist would. They label African-American Trump supporters as Uncle Toms and cancel any member of their community, LGBTQ and other, if they step astray from Democrat talking points. The left compares the President of the United States to Hitler while using Nazi-style tactics to label arguments they disagree with as hate speech. These tactics are straight from the Hitler National Socialist Party. Even right now, Democrat congressional and Senate representatives are pushing for something called a Truth and Reconciliation Committee to put Trump supporters on trial in true Gestapo fashion. Recent riots in the streets of major cities is a product of hate towards our republic and those who believe in the United States of America. Rioting itself is a Marxist tactic used for regime change in foreign countries. It paints a picture of division and revolution where there truly is none. The organizations that sow this hate will usually hide between an innocent name such as Black Lives Matter as we are seeing right now. A civil right era racism campaign is being manufactured before our eyes by the powerful politicians pushed through the large news organizations and social media groups to flood the mind of young Americans in the hopes that they will believe in this great lie. This brainwashing of our youth is so effective that even the people who live within the inner cities, who have no problems interacting with people of all races and color day to day, are being led to believe that America is the racism capital of the world. They are told there is a systemic racism, so the system must be burned to the ground. They are told police want to kill them, so some have killed police first. The African-American community is told that Caucasians have an advantage called white privilege, so understandably, a large group might be hesitant to trust the Caucasians sitting next to them. White people are in the same room as black people are told this. So what is the human reaction to be? Well, white people might always wonder if that black person next to them has some sort of discontent towards them. This creates the disillusion of contempt between our fellow man. Instead of embracing the similarities that brings humanity together, the evil of this world who portrays itself as an intellectual on CNN or some government politician would rather point out the differences that divide us. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for yeah. listening to episode 8 of Rhode Island Reds Podcast. We're going to continue doing these, obviously, through the COVID thing. Um, we got quiet there for about a week, but we're gonna do the. We're gonna keep doing them um, as long as Colin's down. Doesn't get too mad at his computer. Yeah, happy Veterans Day too out there. Thanks to all our vets. Yeah, thank you all for your service. Hope you guys have a great night. We love you. <laughs>